Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for October the 5th of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry, hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week. It is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But today we have some news to dive into that broke over the weekend concerning the PlayStation 5. It looks like your system will have 664 gigabytes of usable storage space. That is coming out of the 825 gigabyte SSD. Once the operating system and essential system files are taken into account, it seems that is what you will be left to play with when it comes to games and other applications or media. The leaked images come from Reset Era and are pretty poor quality, so they should be taken with a grain of salt. Sony has not yet confirmed anything about the PlayStation 5's internal storage space once the OS is accounted for. The numbers, if accurate, are not that surprising, though. In September, it was discovered that the 1TB Xbox Series X would give users 802GB of storage space after system files have been accounted for, and you get 920GB per 1TB when it comes to expandable storage, too. Considering how big current-gen games are, and how massive next-gen games are expected to be, PlayStation 5 players may end up juggling downloaded titles quite a bit. The upside, though, is that the PlayStation 5 does have a feature that allows you to load a specific game mode from the home screen, which should mitigate loading times and download times to some degree. They write at VG247. So... This is pretty much in line with what I predicted when we talked about the Xbox storage space a couple of weeks back, and ultimately, you are going to be able to install between five and six very big games. Of course, you are looking at games like Modern Warfare that are exponentially large, uh, larger than they probably have to be. Uh, but I will say that even with five to six games being the limit for what can appear to be installed if these numbers do line up, that's not as restrictive, I guess is the best word, uh, as I thought that it would be. Uh, because the more that I think about it, I wouldn't really mind juggling these games around, but it is an inconvenience. And I'll talk about the same kind of perspective that I shared with the Xbox Series X announcement of the 802 gigabytes. Uh, essentially, these hard drives are not hard drives. They're solid state drives. And at that, both on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, these are custom NVMe SSDs that connect directly to the CPU within each system that allow for incredible transfer speeds and loading times. That's expensive. It's expensive right now, even on PC. And so, unless you want an $800 console, then they had to find a way to minimize the cost for the consumer and to minimize the cost for production uh, for each of these systems. And so, the sacrifice was evidently made uh, to make a smaller SSD. Now, again, this is still larger than the launch day PlayStation 4, but at the same time, games have grown in size by a large margin over the course of the past seven years. So I think that what you are going to be seeing in the next two to three years as technology continues to evolve and as these storage uh, methods become cheaper to use than ever before, you will be seeing a two terabyte PlayStation 5 or a two terabyte Xbox Series X come to market. Now, again, it still will be expensive, but hopefully in the coming years, that technology will continue to become more affordable and hopefully that will get passed along to the consumers. But it looks like 664 gigabytes is what you are going to be working with on the PlayStation 5. But the good news is it sounds like the system is much more quiet. Some would say silent uh, as compared to the PlayStation 4. 
The PS5 is, quote, exceptionally quiet, according to a number of reporters who were able to experience a hands-on preview with the console in Japan this weekend. The reports come from Japanese publications Dengeki and 4Gamer, translated by VGC, both of whom praised the lack of noise coming from the next-gen console's exhaust system. 4Gamer reports playing Godfall for some time on the PlayStation 5, before noting that the breeze coming from the exhaust port was gentle and did not feel exceedingly hot despite being in a basement surrounded by tech and thus likely warmer than your average living room. Dengeki, meanwhile, called the system exceptionally quiet, even going so far as to say that the quietness of the fans was more impressive than the loading times. This will come as good news for PlayStation owners who are currently having to deal with the PlayStation 4's notoriously loud fans, which operate on a less fluid response system to software and thus tend to work overtime in keeping the system cool, thereby drowning out the room with what sounds like a Boeing 747 taking off. The PS5 is scheduled to launch this November with a staggered schedule around the world, and if you still need to secure your PlayStation 5 pre-order, follow the link for all of the latest info on how you might be able to bag one. So, this is a story that came out over the weekend, and again, I want to reiterate, the PlayStation 5 is massive. It looks to be roughly about 3 inches taller than the Xbox Series X when they're both standing side by side, and when you take that into consideration, it should be quiet. Because it's a Goliath. Essentially, this is like having a full PC case. The PlayStation 4 Pro and even the base PlayStation 4 are aiming for that compact kind of design. They're aiming for a modern minimalist design. The PlayStation 5 is loud. It is obnoxious in terms of the way that it looks. And that's not a negative thing. It looks very futuristic. But I'm just calling it as I see it. It is designed around the exhaust in mind. And so if it was not quiet, I'd be amazed. Uh, but I am impressed that they were able to make it as quiet uh, as these reporters are claiming for it to be. Now, the same has been said about the Xbox Series X as well, because both of these systems are designed uh, with their enhanced internal components in mind, because the more powerful a console or a computer is, the hotter it will get, because it's generating more heat uh, from, oh, essentially working overtime to make it possible. So, if you are concerned about the PlayStation 4's uh, loud fans continuing on into the next generation, it sounds like you have nothing to worry about. And I am looking forward to seeing players get their hands on this and compare it because, man, I am hoping it stays quiet for a very long time to come. In fact, that's one more point uh, that I saw a lot of people making online. The PlayStation 4 Pro, whenever you do get it, tends to be relatively quiet. Mine doesn't really ramp up that much. Now, of course, mine is a newer model of the PS4 Pro, uh, but I don't really have any issues that I can think of when it comes to how loud the system was. So some have said that the more you play it, the worse the fans become. So could that be the case with the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X? Uh, it very well could be. That is the risk you get uh, with getting day one hardware. Now, a big change is also coming to the PlayStation 5. After 26 years, PlayStation 5 will make X its default select button in Japan. Since the original PlayStation, Japan has used the circle button for accept and X for cancel, as culturally X is viewed as the symbol for incorrect, while a circle is used to indicate a correct answer. It's the opposite of the Western PlayStation setup, which has always used X for accept and circle for cancel, much to Japanese players' confusion whenever Western titles are brought to the region without remapping the controls. As noted by Famitsu, because the PlayStation 4's system uh, menu uses the global control settings, Japanese players often have to switch between using X for accept or cancel when moving from a game to the console's menus, though it's now possible to remap the accept button. 
However, in a hands-on PS5 preview published this weekend, the publication confirms that X will be made the default accept button on the next-gen console, as it is with the West. A PlayStation spokesperson reportedly said its intention was to globally unify the console's control setups, including the Asia region, in order to avoid any confusion in the future. In an interview with 1UP in 2010, Sony designer Teyu Goto explained how he designed PlayStation's iconic shape buttons. Other game companies at the time assigned alphabet letters or colors to the buttons. We wanted something simple to remember, which is why we went with icons or symbols, and I came up with a triangle-circle-X-square combination immediately afterwards, he explained. I gave each symbol a meaning and a color. The triangle refers to viewpoint. I had it represent one's head or direction and made a green. Square refers to a piece of paper. I had it represent menus or documents and made a pink. The circle and X represent yes or no decision making. I made them red and blue respectively. People thought those colors were mixed up and I had to reinforce to management that that's what I wanted. PlayStations, uh, excuse me, publications including 4Gamer, Dengeki, and AV Watch shared their experiences with PlayStation 5 in Japanese this weekend, as well as over 10 YouTubers who published PS5 gameplay for Astro's Playroom, Godfall, Ball in Wonderland, and Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. Uh, this is something that doesn't impact me because I'm a Western gamer. That's what it comes down to. This is something I've been doing for my entire life. However, Asia is a very big section of PlayStation's player base. Specifically when it comes to Japan, it is winning in the region. It is a very strong console in the region. Uh, it's a household name in the region. Uh, and so, whenever you change something as big as what is considered the default button, that's a big move. A lot bigger than you might anticipate for other people that are not in the region. It would essentially be uh, the opposite for us, where if instead of X being select, Circle was select going forward. And I'll tell you right now, uh, I started playing uh, Genshin Impact over the course of the past few days. I've been diving in and out of it. And by default, your select button is Circle if you're using a DualShock controller to play. And that's jarring, let me tell you. It feels very foreign. A and it's uh, unfortunate that you can't just choose which one you want. Make that part of the system setup. You know, in the same way that you can invert the controls or invert the axes uh, whenever you're playing a first-person shooter, just do that whenever somebody's booting up the system for the first time. Just have them select which piece of hardware they want to use. I don't understand that. Uh, but I suppose PlayStation has its plans and it looks like X is going to be default going forward. Now, moving on to some Xbox news, the Xbox Series X will allow parts of games to be deleted. File sizes for games have gotten bigger and bigger, and the Xbox Series X will have a feature to help remedy those chunky applications. As games have gotten bigger and bigger, so have the file sizes. I'm looking at you, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I'm not sure how many times I've had to reorganize certain applications on my Xbox One to clear up space. With that said, it sounds like the Xbox Series X will allow users to delete portions of games if the developers allow it. Larry Herb, many of you will know him as Major Nelson, interviewed the development producer Jason Ronald on his podcast. During this recording, Jason stated, quote, Even beyond the hardware, we've actually made the user interface improvements to make it easier for you to manage your storage. As an example, one of the new features we are adding is actually for, if a title chooses to support it, the ability to selectively uninstall different components of the game. Jason Ronald continued and gave a particular example where a game contained both single-player and multiplayer components. He said, quote, Let's say you play a campaign as an example, and then you want to focus exclusively on multiplayer. If the developers choose to support it, you can actually uninstall the campaign itself so that you can be more in control of how you are actually using your storage so you really get the most benefit out of the available storage you have. 
This would be a massive help to many of us who constantly have maxed out storage problems. On top of that, it would help out with games that you still pop into every now and then, but only for the multiplayer. I have not touched the single player for Call of Duty Modern Warfare or Gears 5 since they were released, but I still like to pop into the multiplayer every now and then. It would be great if I could trim the fat off of those two games, one more than the other, so that I could have more room for other titles. I would have to imagine games that take up 100 plus gigs would allow users to take advantage of this feature. If not, I could see some backlash since it is a feature available to developers. The Series X and S are set to release on November the 10th for $4.99 and $2.99. Pre-orders were released a couple of weeks ago and were snagged pretty quickly, but if you're still in the market for picking one up, you will have uh, to be pretty quick in doing so. Uh, this is a fantastic option, uh, but it really comes down to developers using it across Xbox and PC uh, since Microsoft does support it, and hopefully Sony will jump on board with this in the future. Because the author brings up a fantastic point. If I look back to the games that I've been playing recently, I don't really dig back into single-player campaigns often. Specifically in regards to Call of Duty. You should be able to just install Warzone. You should be able to just install Modern Warfare, the campaign. You should be able to just install even Spec Ops if you want that, uh, because they are such big individual experiences on their own. Uh, and for any game that really, the author says over 100 gigabytes, I say is over 80 gigabytes, uh, should be able to take advantage of this because again, if you're looking at an 80 gigabyte install, that's already a tenth of your Xbox Series X and a very large portion of a PlayStation 5. Uh, and then on top of that, if you add even more, if you look up to 100, you're looking at either an eighth or a sixth of your entire hard drive. That's a lot of space. Uh, so to be able to have a 30 gigabyte install of a campaign that you just want to play the campaign of would mitigate the need for a lot of storage that you just don't really need to be using. Uh, so hopefully this will be something that developers take advantage of as we get into the next generation. But later on today, you can look forward to Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered because a leak has revealed cross-play multiplayer and a November release date on top of the box art itself. More details have leaked regarding Need for Speed Hot Pursuit's remaster ahead of its official unveiling by EA later today. Anytime screenshots, release dates, or even the existence of a previously unrevealed game are leaked, developers must tear their hair out, so begins the search for where exactly the leak came from. But who released the details outside of the world, whether the, uh, let me try that again, who released key details to the outside world, whether that reveal happened by accident or on purpose, EA devs have been left to ponder that about the Need for Speed Hot Pursuit remaster all summer. The game's existence was leaked all the way back in June of this year. Despite that, EA has been unwilling to confirm that the remaster is coming. Even in the wake of yet more leaks, as of late last week, still nothing official. Then, over the weekend, EA finally gave in, tweeting a teaser and a countdown clock that comes to an end at 11 a.m. Eastern Time today. Yet the early reveals continue to manifest, and this time in a big way. Just hours ahead of EA's grand unveiling, Twitter user at Rinka Schedule appears to have shared just about everything fans of the Need for Speed franchise could ever want to know. Its release date, which is coming sooner than you think, screenshots some of the platforms Hot Pursuit will be released on, and that it will feature cross-play. The release date is November the 6th, 2020, so only a little more than a month to wait. The covers only show PS4 and Nintendo Switch versions of the game, but it's expected to be released across all platforms. Which makes the inclusion of crossplay even more appealing. EA has been introducing crossplay to more of its games as time passes, with Apex Legends getting the feature later this week. 
While these screenshots don't show off much of an improvement in the graphics department, the leaked info has revealed that this game will be a little more than just a remaster. The new version of Hot Pursuit will come with six extra hours of content, including new challenges, cosmetics, and achievements. None of this is official yet, of course, but it likely will be by the end of the day. Uh, and so there you have a Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered coming to the PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch officially, probably to PC and the Xbox as well. Uh, but very unfortunate, you know, again, it sucks when anything's leaked. It's my job to share information about it with you all here on the podcast, so I do it. But I do understand that there are uh, plenty of teams behind the scenes that are always planning for big reveals. And it really does take that ability away from a team to be able to reveal a game in the way they see fit. It makes the marketing team's job even more difficult. Uh, so if you do work in the gaming industry, I know that it's very tempting to, uh, you know, share something with a reporter or to get a, a new reputation as an inside source. But man, it's rough because at the end of the day, it's all for entertainment. So it's nice to be able to build up to a release in the same way uh, that you have this anticipation for the release of a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X. There's an excitement here uh, and the leaks kind of deflate that in a way most of the time. Uh, but of course, this is a very big game for the holiday season, which is seeing a lot of delays because of COVID-19. Uh, so it looks like Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remaster is on its way. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know what you think about everything we talked about here today, but specifically 664 gigabytes. How do you feel about that being how much space you have on the PlayStation 5? Would love to hear your thoughts. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your night. I'll talk to you soon and peace.